0: Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's Word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Dodder.
1: Thanks for joining. I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer, John Elmore.
0: Hey, everybody. Good to be with you all. Excited to be on the journey with you.
1: I'm so glad to have you back. It's been probably over a year.
0: I know. I don't know what to make of that uh my phone you got my number my yeah. email
1: oh, I know okay it's, it's tough but we, we we made it happen for those who you. for those who don't know you
0: this is gonna be an annual thing
1: yeah maybe it is mm. maybe so it's a okay. tr- our yearly tradition okay great for those who don't know you who are you what's God done in your life
0: man I am a drunk who is now a disciple like total fool now follower of Jesus I was an alcoholic from 13 to 30. And at the age of 30, two doctors told me I was dying of alcoholism, had a gun to my head, losing everything, and I didn't care. I wanted to die. But in desperation, cried out to Jesus, who I really didn't think—I was like a deist, didn't think mm. he would do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just kind of up there, yeah. like watching over everything, like hall monitor in the sky. And in desperation, was like, I've squandered everything you've given me. Whatever I've left, it's yours. And experience, I'd been around enough Christianity, I experienced what I'd heard people say and was born again. and I was like, oh my goodness, this is what people meant by being born again and determined, I'm going to spend the rest of my life telling others that Jesus is real, you are never too far gone, and he can change everything.
1: That's right. And now you teach the Bible for a living.
0: Yeah, I get to proclaim Christ in the scriptures to everyone else looking for hope and purpose and meaning in life and find their fullness in the Lord. So, so thankful. Only God, because I was a train wreck.
1: It's, you know, it's encouraging, I think, to think about what God does when we take that step of faith. And as you and I were talking about this passage, you said, hey, my two two main themes, I guess, that you, you'd wanted to discuss were what does it mean for us to respond in faith and then God's provision when we do. So let's just dive in, John. What, what do you, Where do you see that in this passage? 1 Kings 17.
0: Cool. So... I'll start by saying, if uh, there's a lot of tattoos that I want, I have one really bad tattoo. i I have an aspiration to get many more theological tattoos, like like ones that would actually communicate something about God and conversation starters, and one would be a raven like i I want I truly want a raven tattoo.
1: You've got that artwork in your office?
0: Uh, yeah, I do. I've got a I literally have a picture of Elijah being fed by ravens, um, but Scripture tells me my body's not my own and Laura's not on board with it. So So the tattoo is not yet. Your wife says no. But the truth is like, it's literally a phrase in our house. There's a phrase in our house, food from ravens. Something will happen. Our kids even know it. And we'll be like, dude, food from ravens. Um, And what it is, it's someone, uh, well, it's an unlikely provision from God. Like not as I would have expected it, not even as I wanted it. But God has just come through as we're walking this strange alien and stranger life of faith. And so you see it in Elijah, you see it in the widow, Mm -hmm. and um, it's a beautiful thing. They take these like wild leaps of faith, kind of jumping out of a plane without a parachute. And all of a sudden God like brings provision and he brings provision in the strangest like it's the only time it's recorded in Scripture. You don't you don't see this a lot. No, it's, it's not, not like, the norm. No, it's not Uber Eats by Ravens. Like <laughs> yeah, right. it happens once, <laughs> once, and so that can can give us some encouragement. Like, hey, God's our provider. He'll do it through many different means throughout our lives, but He's our provider. And so even right now, like I'm on staff with Watermark, but Watermark's not my provider. God is my provider. He's using Watermark as that means right now. Really, not even Watermark. It's it's the giving of the body. Uh, and God's using that as a means right now, but it doesn't mean that he always will. And so there's just this like, our trust is in God and not in our circumstances. And
1: but someone might hear that and they're like, okay, sure, you work at a church and you're reliant on the generous giving of the congregation, but generally that's not unlikely provision. You, you expect that you're going to get a paycheck monthly yeah. at, at the minimum. Yeah. What's an example of unlikely provision in your life?
0: Thank you. That's good. So we, I mean, truly, we see it in the most ridiculous things. And it, and I don't think it's ridiculous. I think it's like, I think God's fingerprints are all over everything in our day. We just don't have eyes to see it. And Fair. so what we're straining to do, and it often happens, um, it, it, it most often happens in the moments of frustration, or like things fall through. And so as silly or seemingly insignificant as like, we order a pizza and a sausage pizza shows up instead of the pepperoni pizza that we ordered. And we call them, we're like, hey, we actually ordered a pepperoni pizza and you delivered a sausage one. Um,
1: Something went wrong.
0: Can you get this back to us? And and the person will say, oh, hey, that's our bad. Would you guys like that? Like, we, we're just going to throw it away. Would you like it? And we'll send you a pepperoni one. And the phrase that immediately comes up out of our mouth is, is food from Ravens. Like God just gave us not only this meal, but another meal for throughout the week. And you might be like, oh, come on, really? Is
1: that really God?
0: A messed up pizza? Um, But we've seen it over and over and over. Like if you have eyes to see it, it will. I guarantee, like a raven was an unclean bird. Elijah was not looking to eat from a raven. Um, But God says, go, I have commanded the ravens to feed you. Mm. Which I'm probably thinking, he's like, Man, really?
1: The raven's like, C-
0: Couldn't you have chosen like, you know.
1: <laughs> a person?
0: Per- yeah, something like, and he does later. But it's like, an unclean bird to bring me bread and meat? Like, where's a raven getting meat? At least a dove. Yeah. <laughs> instead, um, he goes in faith. And you know, he's sitting by the brook Kareth like, is this really going to happen? Mm-hmm. And here come these black birds, twice a day, bread and meat.
1: It's, it's amazing. And then the brook dries up. Yep. So, he, God gives him new instruction, yeah. a new opportunity to respond in faith.
0: Yeah. And it's crazy. And he says the same thing in verse 8. He says, then the word of the Lord came to him, arise and go to Zarephath, which is not, by the way, uh, in Israel or Judah. And so I he sent him mm-hmm. in, in the, in the pagan territory. This is in Sidon. And dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to feed you. And biblically speaking, odds are a widow is destitute. So first it's like, okay, I've commanded ravens to feed you. Now he's like, and I've committed a widow to feed you. He's like, oh God, like you're, you're making some strange mm-hmm. judgment calls here. And he gets to the widow and she's like, I only have enough for me and my son to have a dying meal.
1: Yeah, it doesn't seem like she wants to feed him.
0: Yeah. And it says, though, he's not just telling Elijah, hey, go, because I've got somebody who's going to hook you up and take care of you. He says that he has told her this. So he's asked her to step out in faith. First, he asked Elijah, hey, I want you to step out in faith. Go to the brook Careth, going to get fed by ravens. And now he's telling this widow in Zarephath to step out in faith.
1: Yeah, I have commanded a widow there to feed you.
0: Yeah, not a suggestion. Oh. And what's wild is Jesus, when he's in Nazareth, um, they're confronting him. And they're like, dude, aren't you the carpenter's son? Like, who do you think you are? And he says to them, were there not many widows in the time of Israel and the time of Elijah? And yet he sent Elijah to the widow of Zarephath and they're enraged by this. Were there not many lepers in Israel and yet only Naaman, the Syrian, was healed? And what he's holding up is, I'm after people of faith, people who trust in me, people who believe in me, people who know they are destitute in and of themselves by their own, like, just like false righteousness that could never attain to me. I'm after the one of faith. The righteous will live by faith is this refrain through scripture. And so I'm certain God looked at all the widows and was like, all right, I found one in Zarephath, Mm -hmm. found one in, in pagan territory. She'll fear me, I commanded her. Maybe he commanded others and they did they were like, No, I didn't yeah, I see the faith.
1: It. Yeah. It's it's funny, I think the Pharisees, or I know the Pharisees would have been incredibly familiar with these stories out of First Kings. And it's interesting to think that today, I don't I don't know if really any modern day Christians that would be like, Man, First Kings is my favorite book or Second Kings is my favorite book, but that but these are the stories that Jesus used to correct the arrogance in the Pharisees and i i think that's is something about the depth of application that that god wants to show us in books that are easy to write off as boring it's just a bunch of wars it's just a bunch of failures
0: mm. but
1: we we can't miss this
0: yeah yeah and i think the other thing that i see in that because elijah and just a little bit not to get into somebody else's podcast or whatever but ah <laughs> uh, he's no he's no perfect man no he didn't live a perfect life. He failed on some of the commands that God gave him, like flees because of Jezebel. And there he is in Mount Horeb. And he's like, what are you doing here? And go and anoint these two kings. And he doesn't. And so Elisha would come later and do that. And yet at the summation of his life, the summary statement that we get in James, um, we're told about Elijah, um, who his prayers were heard. And it and it says in James, Elijah who was just a man, it's like we we we're putting him into this like super saint status up on a pedestal. And it's like no, like he 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 fell forward, just as we do in this life of faith. And God's so kind in that and remembers that we're just dust. Yeah, we are.
1: But He chooses to invite us into His plan,
0: which is amazing. Like, who are we? Who are we? Um, unworthy and yet of great worth. And so he's so kind in that. And then a boy gets raised from the dead. So that's something. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Which is like persistence in prayer, you know? He prays once. Like, how many times do we just leave it at that? And it's like, well, I I prayed about that. And it's like, did you? Yeah. And I'm talking to myself here. Like, Take things repeatedly to the Lord. You see this persistence in prayer, which is, again, another widow that Jesus teaches about, the persistent widow um, who just goes and goes and goes and is not going to accept no for an answer. And so here it says that he he laid himself across the body of the boy and prayed three times, mm-hmm. and he was raised. And um,
1: and the Lord listened to the voice of Elijah. How about that? So good.
0: So God moves according to the prayers of his people when they're in accordance to his way his will I asked my kids this morning we're reading first John and um it says he will hear those when we pray um, when it's according to his will and I was like so can you pray for god to help you cheat on a test and they're like no I'm like but can you pray for for God to help you you know share or help another student or be kind or respect your teacher and they're like yes and so um it's just like such a a gracious invitation of the Lord there, and how much is left on the table because we don't pray.
1: Mm. That's a good challenge to end on, how much is left on the table because we don't pray.
0: I think you just cut, that's, so that's the end? One year and we're already cut off, huh?
1: <laughs> well, I, I, are we out of time? Wow. Yes. I thought this was an hour. I wish. Well, maybe we'll <laughs> have to have you back, John.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, that yeah. We should. Thanks for being here.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for what you're doing. such a great ministry.
1: I'm I'm glad, too. It's a gift. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together.
0: Somebody out there, go get a raven tattoo. (laughs) The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.